Pints and Pies podcast is the perfect wrestling podcast. There's a guy named Hal and there's Danielle and this guy Pre-roll. This is the thing that plays before we talk about stuff. Pre-roll. I was right there with you. I did a chair dance. You did. You did a chair dance. It was lovely. It's the first time I've seen my kelk in like way too long, and it's very fucking depressing. Welcome to Tights and Fights, the show that discusses wrestling with the sincerity and the hilarity that it deserves. I'm the dress-sling rock artist, Danielle Radford. Nope, we're not doing it again. <laughs> I'm the wrestling goddess, Danielle Radford. That was because JBL used to call himself a wrestling god. That's right. I, well, remember, I was not around during that era. I miss Big Hat Lucky JR. You. Thank fucking God. <laughs> and I am joined today by my fellow member of the Nation of Conversation, Friday Night Writes. Oh, I love I that, it's Lindsay Kelly. It's true. I do write on Fridays. And most nights. And every night. Yes, well done, Julian. <laughs> Thank really you. Good. It is both funny and literal. Both things I enjoy. And literary. Yay! We did it. Uh, once again, I'm sorry, y'all. Your girl is real busy. It turns out writing for TV is hard. So um, <laughs> I am. I've been super fucking busy. So I'm going to be leaning a lot on Kelk here because I've gotten yeah. to catch up on some stuff, but not a lot of it. So luckily we do have her here to help. So Kelk, let's talk about what really stood out for you this week in wrestling. I have recently wrapped on a project slightly, kind of, never really. So I was able to watch much wrestling. This How many week. rounds of notes do you have? Well, technically, so like side note, you guys, I just wrote a new book. The book is done. Hell yeah. I, yes, but now I have to do all of like the proofreading and the dedications and the acknowledgements and all that stuff. Boo! Yeah, so if anyone wants a book dedicated to them, like let us know because like this is my sixteenth book and I'm running out of people to dedicate. But to. if you're gonna, so. if you want her to dedicate it to you, you have to write it. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Don't yeah, make you have her to write, write the dedication. <laughs> yeah. I did. I did that once. I dedicated a book to someone because he was like dedicated to me and he wrote the dedication and it went in. So do that. Tweet us at Tights and Fights and there's a chance. Um, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> side note: Julian's gonna cut this. I watched a bunch of wrestling. So I watched Raw this week. I watched AEW this week. I watched NXT this week. And I did. Uh, while I do not acknowledge the Blood Money pay-per-views, I did watch a couple of the matches. Yeah, I caught some of the yes. stuff that was online. I wanted to see the women's match, and I wanted to see the title matches for the So, yeah, I saw a bunch of stuff. And I want to say, for the most part, wrestling has been good this week. Like all Congratulations, around. wrestling! Yes, well done, wrestling. You're getting a passing grade for the most part this week, yeah. apart from... It does sound you know. like they kind of biffed it when it comes to like their uh, their thesis, but yeah, <laughs> yes, like their showing up for daily class was great, mm-hmm. but their end of term paper was Ooh. somewhat disappointing. Yuck. I think that's how we're gonna go. Their midterm was poor, so it's like we're <laughs> gonna wait important. to see how they pull it all together for the SATs in April. Uh, but NXT, uh, should we start with NXT? Because yes, it's yes. I've got to say, it's my favorite. It's my favorite it's right my now. My favorite. It's the most consistent with storytelling. It's the most consistent with wrestling. If I'm going to 
make time to watch a wrestling and that's how I knew it was my favorite because I, I was always very much like I'm Switzerland like AEW's good yeah. NXT is good and then you know uh, I, I very much enjoy uh, power and like a bunch of other things <laughs> I like all the R's I like all the R's but now that I have like very little time yep. I'm like the thing that I I prioritize it because it's clearly my favorite and it's yep. NXT and that's so good to know because I think most people out there now are you know they're not going to have the luxury of time I work from home so I can leave stuff on uh, and see what catches my fancy yeah. which I always think is a great way to know whether or not something is good because if I'm working and I have to turn it off it means it's good uh, this is why I'm not <laughs> caught up on succession you guys stop asking me but yeah <laughs> but NXT gets like a pride of place Wednesday or Thursday night viewing in our house as like a household watch so I know it's good obviously the Charlotte Flair Bianca Belair match Hello. That I did. Hello. Of course, it's Charlotte. It's Charlotte versus fucking Bianca Belair. Yeah. Of course, I found a way to watch that. It's just so fantastic. I I just thought they both did amazing work. Bianca did not look intimidated. She did not look. Uh, and I know she's such like a respectful human who loves to work with people who yeah. she's gonna learn from and that she is inspired by. But she just brought it to Charlotte. Matched every moment Absolutely. of it. Absolutely. And I thought Charlotte did such she an amazing. She fucking showed up. Yeah, oh my god! She just like I was so proud. Like I felt like her mom. I'm like, look at my baby. <laughs> look at my baby doing so well. Her moves are so crisp. She's so great. But then Charlotte also I thought did an amazing job of elevating her character. She's switching back into that heel role so easily. I mean, remember I just, how there, bad she was acting when she started? Oh my god, fucking terrible. And and there is really, I'm sorry, I there is no reason for Charlotte to ever be a fucking face. Why would you make no, her a monstrous. face? It's a waste. It's monstrous. It's like making Sasha a face. Yes. You are wasting things. Do not waste it. She has just assumed that slight, subtle, smug superiority thing mm. so beautifully. She just, it's such a tiny shift when she does it, but it's just so great because it's grating. Yep. It's like, I want to slap your face, but I also want to kiss it because it's beautiful. <laughs> um, I thought she did amazing work. Um, I, I also would like to give a shout out to her makeup because I'm glad it's back. I'm going to say something really shitty. Do it. Not shitty, but just like... I've gotten things done on my face. I got my, because I, if without fucking, if I don't do my eyebrows, I've got whoopee eyebrow where it looks I like have, it doesn't have I any. I have no eyebrows on today. Yeah. Look, there's one, half a one's missing. Oh no, it looks really good. Oh, thanks. But so I had to get, I like got uh, uh, microblading and stuff and it hurt. Charlotte is one of those women who is, she's had stuff done and mm -hmm. I think it's great. I, I I don't think it's like, I think it's just like fillers and stuff. Yeah. It's all stuff that's going to dissolve. It's nothing that's going to be like her face is going to look whatever forever. But like when you have a lot of fillers and stuff. Ugh, you gotta yeah, kind of yeah. do some makeup. You gotta do some makeup because when you don't do makeup on fill of a face, it can kind of go puffy pillow face. Yes, and it's part of her character. I think it just. I think her character plays into that visual. I think mm -hmm. it's very important. It's much. It's. I, I think her makeup is as much a part of her character as her gear. And as much as way, Bianca's ponytail, you yes, know, and Bianca's is, glitter lip. Well, like, <laughs> oh god, I love it. Or like when Bailey does like that not makeup makeup. Yes, which is something that really really fits her, especially yeah. when she's a face. Yeah, you know. No, I loved it. I thought it was a great match. My only no. And it's so picky. It's so picky. Don't you love that? I uh, know. I love Isn't when I'm just like, you guys, this is an A. It could have been an A+. Plus. But the ending, Charlotte beating her up afterwards, okay. Like, Charlotte putting her in a figure eight and fucking her leg up, do it. Because, like, she disrespected you. You're the queen. Like, I get yes, that from your yeah. heel perspective. She disrespected you. You're not just going to beat her. You're going to beat her down. Yes. Flair hitting an abbreviated version of natural selection. If she hits that on Ripley at WrestleMania, we can see a new NXT Women's oh, Champion. Hold on. Flair Wait a minute. Flair delivering a birthday gift to her dad and her 
dad was the dirtiest player in the game. It seems that the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Here comes the NXT. Oh, no! Flair just stomped on Belair's ankles. They're awakening the left knee. But then when Rhea came out to make the save and, like, waited and did her entrance. <laughs> like, I was like, Rhea, she's gonna, she's gonna break her leg? She's gonna... Babes, babes, she's gonna break her leg. I, I I love you and I want you to take all of the time I you love need. it. I love the stompy can, stomp stomps. Can we do it after? Yeah, let's Because someone's gonna get from, their leg broken. Because I know she's not your friend, but you're a competitor who you respect. Mm-hmm. She's gonna, she's gonna break her leg. So, and like... I, and I also love you and you are also my wife. Yeah. But I'm gonna need so you many to wives. maybe just a little... It's a beautiful I, place. Look, it, it's a harem in the Radford household. <laughs> But yeah, I, that was the only thing I'm like, are you watching from like a, a dispassionate observer, heel-ish, like anti-hero type role where you're just going to watch this play out? Or are you going to save her? No, you're going to do your entrance. But I'm that's, not going to lie. Know, Anti-hero-ish just kind of come out. Yes. And that's hot I don't shit. hate that because it's like, oh, this is what you're going to do? And then you're going to fight me? Oh, okay. All right. Like, I, I just want you to know that I see what you see. Yeah. Like, I, I would have preferred that than... Then the entrance and then the run-in. Like, I'm like, either run-in yeah. or watch. But don't be like, stompy stomp stomps, I'm Rhea Ripley. Like, <laughs> as a storytelling device, as pulling the story along, I liked it. You know what else I liked? Hmm. I liked getting the fin rub. Did you get the fin rub? I didn't get the fin rub. What happened? Oh, fin. What's the next move for the prince? <laughs> Who's going to get that fin rub? Matt Riddle got it. Johnny Gargano got it. Hell, even Ilya Dragunov got it. But guess who came out? Hmm. Only Imperium. Only Imperium. Oh, shit. Yeah, and they were like... There is something you haven't done. The NXT surface belongs to the Ring General. The NXT UK champion, Valta, would like to send you his regards. I realize I'm doing this Valley Girl reporting what happened on her date last night. She's like, so, Imperium, we're like. This happened. <laughs> You've then, been in California too long, yeah. Bitch. <laughs> so like, they came out and they were like, uh, "You haven't done everything." And he was like, uh, "What haven't I even done?" Uh, so then, so then they beat Finn down. They gave him the beat down, and they were like, "Volta's coming for you, motherfucker." Uh, they did not say motherfucker. I added that. I apologize. Is there a way to fluff a chest so that he could be prepared for when Walter comes? I would like him to put a bit of meat on those bones. Like, uh. maybe it's time for a sandwich. I know he doesn't eat carbs. I know he said that in interviews. But maybe it's time for one tiny little sandwich. Just a wrap. Maybe even like, a wrap. Just like a, or just, know? like, place a nice piece of fluffy white bread, get some Wonder Bread and t- strap it to your chest. Yeah, something. Because you're pale. We wouldn't see it. No. Yeah, he's going to get chopped to fuck. It's very exciting. So we're looking at a Finn Volta program, I guess, for Mania, for TakeOver Tampa. Uh, and I shit. am here for it. Uh, but yeah, that happened. And then they teased the Dakota Kai, Tegan Knox cage match for next week, which I'm super pumped for. Mm. Although it seemed weird that they're already moving Dakota on into a feud with Mia Yim, even though this cage match hasn't happened yet. Like, don't make Tegan look like she's clinging to this feud. Uh, when 
I always feel weird it's when weird. they. I don't know, because how do you do it? Because you want it to be someone who's interesting, but it's always like, I, I don't like when people I like are used as road no. bumps on no. the road. <laughs> it's no, not like exactly. And thing. Tegan is obviously someone they are like super hot for, uh, and she's great, and, and she looks be, yeah. great, and she's fantastic. So I think she's going to be someone in NXT. This just felt like weird booking that they'd already sort of start to move things along without her. Mm-hmm. I am mad about Dakota's heel extensions. I know it's heel hair. But it's bad heel hair. It's basic. She looks basic. She's gone from looking badass to basic, and I'm upset about I'm, it. I, I hope that that's. I, I, I can only assume because on NXT, everything is on. Most things are on purpose, and they have a point. It's not like when you get your main roster extensions. Yeah. No, I know. Um, so <laughs> your, I'm hoping... your tapings. Yeah, <laughs> I mean these are not good extensions. I, it just seems so sad because her visual, the way they shifted her visual, was so fantastic that she went all dark and that weird sort of semi rave gear. Yeah, and that she's not wearing her hair down instead of in the little bunches. But now it's just long like everyone else's. I'm like, oh, okay. It's really boring. Yeah, so that happened. Um, and then uh, there was a Killian Dane Bronson Reed match, which was fine. It was big boys beating, big boys slapping me. Oh. Big boys slapping me. I kind of love Bronson Reed a little bit. I'm kind of getting into it. Right? I think he's really cute and good. Yeah. I think he's great. He's like if Taika Waititi made a wrestler. And I'm not just saying that because he's from New Zealand. Like, I'm like he reminds <laughs> me of a character from like the Hunt for the Wilder, uh, Wilder People, right? Yeah, Hunt for the yeah. Wilder People. I'm like, I love him. He makes me happy. Um, but that was great. So Dominic Dijakovic did a match with Cameron Grimes, and it was like a really good match. But then like Damian Priest came out and like hit him in the leg, and then ran away. And it was like, oh, oh no, he, he hit leg? Dominic Dijakovic in the leg. So oh. now they're gonna feud. And I've been very anti Damian Priest because I haven't understood his character. Like, what is he? He's like the Archer of Infamy. Like, is he an Archer? Is he Robin Hood? Is he the Arrow? And it's like, but he's a rock star. But he's from the, New York. Look, an Archer. And he's old. Archer is like a very fucking specific term. It's not like one of those terms specific. where you can just throw around. Like, it means something. If you are going to call yourself an archer, I demand, and this is not just because I grew up very near Robin Hood country, I demand you have a bow and arrow. You have to have a fucking bow. Or you are an anthropomorphic fox. We discovered on, I think it was when I was doing movie fights uh, last year, that a lot of dudes don't understand that a lot of girls' first crushes were they that do not. fucking fox. I made Jeff watch the movie over the holidays and he fell asleep and I was furious. Ugh. Asleep. 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 And then there was a magic, magic, magic moment at the end. Would you believe it? Johnny came out and did shenanigans. Shenanigans? Johnny came out in a powder blue sport coat. Wait, what? (laughs) He was wearing jeans and a little t-shirt, which was adorable. Uh A little white t-shirt that was very tight. And then he had a powder (laughs) blue sports coat on and also a DIY t-shirt in his pocket, which was in a back pocket. So if anyone can tell me what the handkerchief code is for having a powder blue (laughs) DIY t-shirt in your left hand or left hand back pocket, I believe, I would like to know. But he was wearing a powder blue sports coat, and that's all I have to say about that. And then he beat up Champa. <laughs> but it was it was great. I'm excited for this feud. I'm excited to see where it goes. I wish there was a belt involved. That's yeah. just me. All right. And so, th- so there's a bigger uh, thank you so much. Again, I'm so sorry I'm making you work. Well, it'll be more equal work, the next work, one because we're going to talk about some other stuff. Uh, we do want to touch on some AEW really quick. We're just going to kind of yeah. get into it a little generally, talk about like how we're feeling. This is the final week before Revolution. Um, how did you feel about what you saw this week? <sighs> So I've been having, I'm having some problems with my AEW boys. Yeah. I'm going to start with the positive. Mm-hmm. Overall, great show. Compliment sandwich. I appreciate yes. it. It's a total shit sandwich. Uh, <laughs> great show. Great wrestling. Uh, I'm The elite are doing fantastic work. It has finally evolved into 
the Elite's wrestling show where the Elite does good wrestling. So I'm pleased with that. Right. I, the, I loved the Iron Man match between Kenny and Paige. Holy shit. Like the um, the jump off the top rope. I am terrible at remembering <laughs> also, I did see. You guys, I loved when Paige was like, oh, I forgot who he was tweeting this week, but he was like, "Take that picture down." I was drunk. <laughs> I think it might have been the AEW account. I mean, he. I hope so. I hope not. Poor Jeff in charge of the AEW <laughs> socials. But no, I. There was uh, what was it? It was the shooting star press through the table when mm. Puck, Puck jumped off. I still want to call him Neville. I still want to call him Ben, but I'll call him Puck because I'm respectful. But he did the shooting shooting star press off the turnbuckle through the table on on Kenny through the table. I heard his one of the red arrow whatever. Oh, I heard the that black it was arrow. The black now. arrow. I yes. heard it was fucking great this week. Just everything didn't get it was a, fantastic. The match was great. Uh, I did enjoy the Bucks segment uh, with Adam Page and Kenny uh, backstage, which is setting up their title match for Revolution, which I thought was really interesting because everyone seems to have come down on the Bucks really badly with it. They're like, they seemed like dicks. They were like, we're the best and you're not the best. But that's literally been their like, entire oh, this thing is who they are. the entire and time. I love it because I wish Hal were here and he had seen it because I'd love to get Hal's approach on that. He has to, He's in Pensacon, uh, Pensacola at Pensacon talking to Gangrel and yes. another wrestler. Goldberg? Booker T. Booker T. Not, not we'll get to Goldberg but talking <laughs> to Booker so he is doing wrestling things he is very sorry he isn't here uh, I hope you're all in Pensacola and you're gonna go see him yeah like this is the Bucks being the Bucks it walked you were just a jobber in Ring of Honor and we brought you to the Bullet Club what's this look chip at you on now. your you're shoulder anyway oh the chip on no, no, yeah, the only thing on my shoulder of these tag team championships that's the only thing that's been on my shoulder Fair. and it's been the biggest accomplishment of my career and the first chance you get you want to take it away from me they're arrogant fucks. This is literally what they did. That's why we liked them. We liked that they were cocky and kind of yeah, like... Um, and that's why... That's part of a big reason why, like, the super kick party works. Yes. And why the fucking Meltzer driver works. Because it's ridiculous, and these guys are so fucking cocky. Yeah. Because if they were cocky and they were doing moves that made sense and felt grounded in physics, yep. it would not be as fun. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm into it. I love the idea of Cassidy Park. I think that's going to be mm-hmm. great. I loved Orange Cassidy versus The Bunny. Uh, in that match, that was a beautiful moment. Um, what I'm going to say, my overall feeling, because I've been talking about wrestling for ages, mm-hmm. um, here's my thing with where I'm struggling with AEW right now. And this is instigated by the fact that they had their weigh-in at the end of the show, which was Mox versus Jericho having a big fight weigh-in. And they had photographers in the ring. And they had a big scale in the ring. And then they just had two chicks in booty shorts and sports bras doing nothing but standing there looking really uncomfortable and awkward just to be eye candy in the ring. They didn't have like lines? No, they just stood there with their hands on their hip with one leg out forward. You know the position. I know. They are there exclusively to titillate, uh, to be eye candy. I expect better. I I was disappointed when they did it at Bash at the Beach. I was disappointed they did it this week. That combined with the state of their women's division, the poor storytelling, it all adds up to a, an answer that I don't like and the answer is they do not care about their women fans. Or just fucking, look, if you're going to, one on one, it's like I said at Bash at the Beach, if you're going to give us like a, a hot lady in a lawn chair, you got to give us a hot, hot boy. dude. Yeah, it's got to be a hot dude in a lawn chair that has nothing to do with this. Yeah. Uh, I. It just all starts to point to you just don't give a fuck what I think. And, oh, you know, it's and really I gotta, hard. And I, I don't know this and I don't know this answer um, and it's something I would have to look up. But, if it is, you know, the elite and fucking Billy Gunn and like all these people and, and like Jericho and like a bunch of these people at the top who are like running things, 
I haven't heard of there being a significant woman's voice in that group. I understand. I mean, Other Brandy than Brandy, is there, and I don't know which is. And and that's. I don't want to downplay Brandy, but she is also like not. Well, she's, she's also not doing a, wrestling, a marketing role. Yeah, she's a you know, marketer. she's got a real job. She's not booking. You know. No, it's it's so disappointing, and I just I'm just starting to feel pushed away from the product. AEW wants to present itself as the more diverse, progressive, more progressive alternative. They did that. They did that. They no put themselves put, in no that position. No one put that on them. No, they, they made themselves that. Yes. They said, we have learned lessons from everything that has gone before and we are going to be better than that. My take on that as a woman, as a lady, and I'm interested to hear other people's take on this, is if you are going to put yourself over as the more progressive alternative or as the different alternative, then you are going to be held to a higher standard. Because guess what? The world is much harder for everyone who is not a cis straight white man. You need to be better. You can't just be, well, they did it. You have to be better and again and i do I, I i fucking congratulations on your queer representation like you are doing better than everyone else but at the same time it's like again if you're gonna put yourself up and you're gonna say like this is who we are like we are the progressive company like this is what we do you it can't just be enough to be like well but we did this thing no you i, I need to, to see it in action every single week and it needs to be done better i'm going the full like hashtag do better chris like i mean i hate do betters but do better sorry Sorry. Although I will say, uh, oh God, I, I have to find the quote, but that thing that Jericho said on his fucking Instagram. I love I'm that he has nothing. Okay, oh, great. we'll talk about that later. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Um, so there was. Can we just laugh about this, Julian? Can we have two seconds just to laugh about this? I'm yeah, sorry. Go on then. I have to ask Julian a question. <laughs> Julian, did you see the Fiends match? No, no, I didn't. Don't. Don't do that. I mean, unless you need something to watch during a pee break. I mean, no. I. I it's real quick. It's just, it is what it is. It's real quick. Yeah. Yeah. That was a whole lot of nothing, huh? I mean, I think I saw a gif and that was about like. I saw a gif. I felt like match. that was enough. I don't yeah. know if it was a gif or the whole match. Wait, maybe that was the Ricochet Lesnar. I don't know. Two terrible, oh, terrible decisions and terrible matches. Both of them were gifs. And they were the same match. Goldberg is champion now. Goldberg if y'all champion. don't get that old ass motherfucker up, well, you know what? Fine. I it's it's the pay per view. I wasn't gonna watch anyway. I, I just don't watch it. I never really watch it. hope that if, the ramp in Tampa isn't too long. If y'all don't get that self concussing motherfucker up off my TV, I swear to fucking God, Seth Rollins couldn't beat him. Daniel Bryan couldn't beat him. But this old fella, it's just I, I don't I don't know. I don't want to like catastrophize it because like whatever. It it's, oh, I don't. Here's the thing. I don't give a fuck because it's the main roster. At this point, yeah. I'm just laughing. Like, I had people, yeah. like, texting me and sending me things yesterday while I was working. And, like, um, I'm Iffy, Iffy Wadiway, who's been on the show before, a friend of the show. Um, we're working together on this show thing that I'm doing. And he's asking me about it. And I'm like, he's like, well, what do you think about this? And I'm like, I fucking don't because it's the main roster. And I've written yeah. them off completely. Like, I love The it's Fiend hard. and everything. But, like, what am I going to do? I'm not going to watch SmackDown. Like, I already wasn't watching SmackDown. Exactly. So it's like, okay. Exactly. Well, I was already not fucking. And before I... I was fucking this busy. I was already not fucking watching it Smackdown. It reinforces the fact that the storytelling over there has completely gone to shit. Because mm-hmm. you've spent six months building up this insane character who Seth Rollins could not beat, gave up his entire being to beat him, could not beat him. Daniel Bryan turned back, yep. you know, like shaved his head, took the yes chant back, did all this stuff, could not beat him. 
Then you had Goldberg Beam. I, I mean, I just assumed we were getting Fiend Reigns at WrestleMania, and I was kind of here for it. I'm like, you know what? I'm down to watch Reigns beat the Fiend. God, especially after it's Reigns fine by cut me. that fucking promo. Yeah, that thing that was like, you know, like Goldberg's great, but I'm I'm about the future, so I would rather yeah. do the Fiend. That's great. And he would be so fantastic. You know, he's pure of heart. He's there like Roman Lionheart. Mm. He was gonna come in with his sword of flames and light and defeat the uh, defeat the Fiend. And now it's like, oh, I guess now you're just gonna beat Goldberg in four minutes because he got gassed walking to the but you know like i'm not in charge of storytelling there which is wildly obvious uh and that's all i've got to say about that well done uh bailey and naomi great match yay <laughs> if you've got any thoughts on what we've discussed this far connect with us on facebook twitter and instagram via the links in our show notes i'm talking weird it's early we will be back to talk about two of the latest inductees of the wwe hall of fame up next on Titans. Hey, you've reached Dr. Game Show. Leave your message after the beep. Dr. Game Show is my favorite podcast and the only podcast my parents let me listen to because I'm 12. But even old people love this show. Basically, you call in, play games, and have fun. If you win a game, a baby will send you a magnet in the mail. I have so many magnets and put them all over my locker and pretty much everyone at school is jealous because they are very cool custom magnets and it also means that I'm really good at winning games. And they even let me practice my record live on the air. <laughs> Listening to this show is like going to a real doctor, but pretty much kind of better. Dr. Game Show Rock. Listen to Dr. Game Show on Maximum Fun. New episodes every other Wednesday. Tyson Bites Podcast. Tyson Bites. Welcome back to Tights and Fights. I'm Danielle Radford and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kell. Hello! It's time to give one corner of the wrestling world some extra attention. This is our main event. They are the newest members of the 2020 Hall of Fame class, Nikki and Brie Bella. And just like we predicted, because we did, um, a whole lot of people are real big mad about it. <laughs> uh, so, But what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the Bellas and why their careers have been so meaningful. So we're going to go way back before the Total Reality Shows. What do you mostly remember about the Bellas when you first saw them? Twin magic. Twin fucking magic. Twin magic. So obviously, when I came back to wrestling, it was like the mid to late 2000s. Mm-hmm peak twin magic time peak twin magic i wasn't the biggest fan of the women's division at that time because i don't love me a bra and panties match unless i'm shopping for underwear in which case i might have been like oh uh, but it was usually victoria's secret and that stuff brings you out in hives so you know <laughs> i was like maybe not uh so the secret is scabies <laughs> at the very very best synthetic <laughs> materials um but yeah so I remember starting out watching again and it was Kelly Kelly and it was uh, Eve Torres and it was the Bellas, my goddess Beth Phoenix, uh, my beloved. It was a weird time and I love shenanigans. Hi, my name's Lindsay. I write romance novels. Give me twin shenanigans. Oh, you fucking love a shenanigans. I love twinanigans. You (laughs) love... I married a twin. Just for shenanigans. Not that sounds bad, but uh, also like it sounds accurate. Yeah, well, because Jimmy, the 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 twin, not the one I married, but the other twin, hates when I make twin jokes. Hates it. I bet he does. I believe I may have mentioned at the wedding that it was great because I would always have a spare, and it went down horribly. 
but it's true. But yeah, I love Twinanigans. I just really enjoyed their energy, if not their wrestling. And at the time, I wasn't looking for the women to be good wrestlers because that was not offered to me as an option. Yeah, not, not an option. No. And this is a, a large part when I talk about like why I kind of pieced the fuck out during like Ruthless Aggression and during some of the other stuff. And I'm realizing as I'm looking back is like I was sucked in a, a huge part of the reason I was sucked into wrestling was not just because it was like comic book characters. It was fucking China, man. Yeah. Even even when it was like, OK, well, there's two women right now that are like really like wrestling mm-hmm. and they're not getting as much as we would like, but they're doing something. Yeah. And then when it got to be that it was like, no, it's just like diva search and it's just like fucking yeah. nightgowns and just like whatever. Like yes. I, I did not have. That's not for me. I want, no. and I, I, I think that's it's a not huge for. Part of it's literally not for. Very you. literally not. It is for, for me. Vincent Kennedy McMahon, which is crazy is because I would spend. I, I spend more money on dumb shit. I know, but it took them a really long time to realize that women now exist outside the home and have yeah. monies of their own that aren't given to them by their husband to buy groceries, I and they could spend it on wrestlings. That was during a point where like they were barely, barely being trained. The training they were getting, they were saying like women don't do strikes. Like fuck yeah. off. I had a driving. Sarah, instructor who such... told me that women weren't allowed to drive in fifth gear and i'm like that, when what? when you remember things like that it's like oh i i get it that's why they're like women aren't allowed to hit each other because women aren't allowed to drive in fifth gear jesus fucking christ but yeah, yeah and so that's like you know uh, the women who were all there they did the job that they were hired to do yes and i think the bellas did the best of what they had and not only did they do the best of what they had they took it and they fucking ran and with they it. elevated it absolutely yes um and so uh, they've had a bunch of like different feuds. They kissed a bunch of dudes. We're they not gonna... kissed so many of them. They kissed all of them. They kissed Kissy all kisses. of the men. Just so many kisses. We're not going to get too into, too into that. Um, so they did leave they in did. 2012. And then they came back in 2013. And that was the year that Totes Deves aired on the E! Network. They're beautiful. My name's Nikki Bella. I'm Brie Bella. We are best friends. They're glamorous. My sister loves bullying. When she walks around, she wants everybody to know she just walked in. Speaking of boob jobs. Excuse you. Someone needs one. They're celebrities. But when push comes to shove. We just wanted to introduce ourselves. They're still divas. has been in our lives for seven years that's so beautiful it's so wonderful it's so wonderful happy anniversary yeah happy happy seven year itch <laughs> i mean not really because they keep changing the divs so it's yeah. fine and we, we've talked about the impact that total divs, divas has had yes. like I, said, I i know people who watch that and don't watch wrestling because yes. they're really into that a lot of reality shows you're just waiting for them to get to hit each other yes and in totes divs <laughs> You know it's inevitable. Yeah. And you're going to do it in the ring. They're going to do it in the ring where they're going to hit each yeah. other. Um, and I do like now that they're doing a lot less of that, like trying to pretend it's all fucking real. And yes. Like it's all fucking shoot. Yeah. So did you watch Shots These from the beginning? Or oh, did you, hell yeah. You, yes. Yeah. yeah. Of course you yeah. did. Babes. Of course I did. Um, that was like right when, you know, that was like, I was I was back. I was into it. I was watching Toad Steve's. Yeah. Fucking love that show. Yeah. That's how I fell in love with Naomi. Yes. I loved me some Total Divas from the beginning. And I just thought it was an ingenious way uh, for the Bellas to bring themselves back and make themselves relevant in Absolutely. a way that was culturally relevant as well as relevant within the wrestling community. And like, obviously, we saw people were starting to use the internet. Zack Ryder was yes, all over YouTube. Absolutely. We did see wrestlers starting we were to touting. do this. We were touting. Tout, tout. 
podcasts were starting to be a thing with cult bringing out as mm-hmm. podcast you know like was starting to happen wrestlers were starting to look at how they could use their personality to grow their brand and grow wrestling brands but the the bellas were the people that came up with total divas they were watching the Bravo stuff. They were watching wrestling. They saw they a correlation the Kardashians, the Kardashians. and the Kardashians, and they put it together. And, and they like, became if they like cannot a- get credit for that. Then fuck you. No, they became. I'm sorry. Like they became ambassadors not only yes. for wrestling, but like everyone loves AJ obviously, and like the give. And that was her, her role in like doing the give divas a chance. <laughs> but like her role in that, and like you know, speaking a little truth to power. That's like great. Mm-hmm. But I do think that a huge part of the reason why that something like that is able to take off is because it was right off the heels of a lot of women suddenly being t- being shown that like wrestling can be for you yes. and you turn in and obviously there are those of us who've been here for fucking 20, 30 years where diehards will never go away. Yep. But there were a lot of people that were introduced to it and suddenly you're watching this product and it's like, oh, well, I came because I was into these people and they're only on the screen for 30 fucking seconds. Yep, exactly. Um, it was a direct correlation. It was a completely direct absolutely. knock-on effect that people, the Total Divas, brought new eyes and then those eyes had to be given something to watch so that they could spend their money. Please feel free to go back and tip your local Bella. Like, <laughs> thank your local Bella for <laughs> their service to women's wrestling. Exactly. We talk about this all the time, how numbers and ratings and all that bullshit. Wrestling numbers are not going up. They are pretty stagnant. They just move around. Yes. If anything, they go down main yep. roster. But you look at AEW, you look at NXT, it's not bringing new eyes to the product. It's just moving the eyes around. They are yeah, not what day are you watching the it? Audience. You're watching this yeah. on this day and that on that day. It's, still like, it's all the same million of us. It's fucks. all capping out at one to two million people. Yeah. Like You're not bringing new eyes in. They have not found a way to bring new eyes in. Do you know who brought new viewers in? The, the fucking, fucking Bellas. Bellas. Every woman on Total Divas deserves a massive pay bump because they have the, in my, in my, in my opinion, uh, <laughs> the only people who are growing the fan base in a substantial way. Absolutely. I really, truly, genuinely believe it. Feel free to come and shout at me if I'm wrong. They, I, I never thought I would say this. AEW needs a Bella twin because Nikki brought eyes to this product. Nikki Bella, Brie Bella also works hard. No one works harder than Nikki Bella apart no from one. maybe nope. Chris Jenner. And there is where your correlation ties. This is where it all comes together. Yep. They total divas for life, please. For life. Um, <sighs> Brie began her feud with Stephanie McMahon, which I, which is, it wasn't fucking great, but it started off really positively. It started positively. out great. Yeah. Could have been great. It could have been a good feud. Um, That culminated in a match to SummerSlam. Brie lost thanks to Nikki's interference, which that was great. That was a great fucking turn. That was awesome. And if, especially because at that point, that was when everyone was like, oh, y'all don't look like fucking twins at all mm-hmm. no more. <laughs> um, and it's not just the boobs. And it's not just that no, Nikki got thicker. They started to present completely They started to present differently. Like yeah. they, they took on their own personalities. Yeah. Like they were becoming their own people, which was a fantastic move. Yeah. And even like, you know, if you've been watching long enough, you can tell by just face pictures which one is yes, which. You can, I can tell by their faces. I can tell by their faces, like, which one is which. And it's not like, you know, they haven't had the same whatever. Um, and then... That is the era of Cinderbella. Cinderbella. Uh, that was when they were doing the, um, what was it, like the behind the Bellas? Behind or... the, yeah, it was a very poorly conceived storyline where Nikki would come on and do uh, Talking Heads uh, and tell stories with sad music behind her about how Brie had ruined her life her whole life. And I'm like, wait, she's the heel. She's the heel. Nikki's the heel, you guys. Heel. Stop making Brie look like a psycho. Uh, but you know what? WWE has in the past 
I'm present. I'm Not always understood how to tell these stories. This what? was very much the precursor to the Alexa Bliss Bailey segment that oh, derailed Bailey for like wolf. a straight 12 months. This was very much the same problem. Well, because they thought they were going to do fucking rock and sock, like this is your life and it was terrible. And I think with this, they were like, oh, well, they're already reality stars. Yeah. What other, what else are popular reality programs? People love behind the music and yeah. all that other stuff. So we'll do something like that. But they just fucked up the storyline. It's like it should have been Brie saying how Nikki was a monster, not the other way around. It didn't make any sense. Because it was so frustrating. They're trying to trust us with like the subtlety of it, but like it, they are not we good actresses. I love them. The Bellas. I love they them. They are not good. There's a reason their acting the career did acting. not take off. It is not great. Although I believe that if Nikki wanted to, she would fucking take classes 24 oh, yeah. 7 for three years and then yeah. get good. Um, and Brie would not. Not. Um, and that is where we got again the, the very classic I wish you died in the womb! <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, I have no sister. I wish you died in the womb. <laughs> the inflection is all wrong. It's amazing. It's just so beautiful. She her by like the extensions too and was like, oh, I'm really going to deliver this line right here. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was so good. I feel like someone that day just Googled twins and found out that sometimes one twin will eat the other yeah. in the womb and was like, oh, we got to put that oh, in there. Someone in the writer's room, that's their favorite fact that they roll out at parties. <laughs> like they already knew. It's yeah. like, do you know so-and-so had a twin and they ate them in the womb? <laughs> uh, and, it's like, and that's how it got in there. It just, yep. it was beautiful. And so then that was the kickoff of Nikki's 300 plus spite reign as Divas champion. <laughs> she deserved it. But I it love was a spite reign. But it was a spite reign. It, yeah. was, it was a fuck you, AJ reign. Yes. It fully was. It fully was. And you she know, earned it, but she it was a fuck it. you. It was, but it's fine. I just, I love Nikki and she did earn it. It was owed to her. I think she fully, fully deserves it. Um, it's a shame that it is tainted by spite. But what great <laughs> things in this world are not tainted the by spite? The best things come with pettiness. Some of the greatest things any of us have ever achieved are fully tainted by spite. <laughs> so I have no problem with that. And then that just like ended because then, of course, it became the official like, I'm Stephanie McMahon and I'm going to change things. Um, and then they brought up... Uh, uh, I am the world's leading feminist, Stephanie McMahon. Stephanie McMahon. <laughs> and I wish to give women a chance. Finally. <laughs> finally. Who... All of this time, the owners of this piece of shit-ass company <laughs> weren't letting the women do anything. Uh. Um... <laughs> but here's some women we have. Enjoy we them. them. We brought them. And yeah. so, yeah, then that became that. And then there and there did become that thing of people being like, well, these are the real wrestlers and the other ones aren't. Which, again, it, that's just it, it's just a clash of eras, man. It's yep. just like there was one era that was coming up, especially because of all the good work Sarah uh, was doing down in NXT and all of that good stuff. We've talked about this a million times. I'm going to say it again. Brie was ready to fucking start a family and do yep. her own yep. shit. Nikki was like, oh, this is the bar well yeah. then this is where I am and she did it so hard she broke her neck like eight times yeah and if you have not watched Totes Steve's Totes Bells you will not have seen some of the hard work that Nikki was putting in but that woman was working out like a motherfucker uh, yes. I've used motherfucker twice today I'm so sorry you guys I have used I'm it like five times directly injecting caffeine into my veins and I am pumped yeah um <laughs> Um, and then, of course, there were, like, more things that happened. There was pff, Nikki and John Cena's 
whack-ass proposal. Breaks my heart. Can't I cr- think I about cr- it. I cried a little. I was and, there. I cried. I, know. I cried. Cried more than I did with my own proposal. I don't give a fuck about I that dancing I laughed when it boy. was my proposal. Yeah. No, get out of here, Android John. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I really don't care about Autumn. Autumn, you are adorable backgrounds to her Instagram photos. Yeah, you are. That a, is all you will ever be. I'm very happy that you prop up the, per, you know, I'm very happy that you get to be the man behind the woman that I give a fuck about. <laughs> Um, and then there's brief matches with Daniels, of course, Nikki's main event at Evolution, and then the injuries have forced um, Nikki to retire. But you know, it's man, fuck of a career, and good for her for knowing like it's time to get out of the ring. All of that happened because she was trying to push herself so hard and, yes. and really like make yes. like that. She was really trying to fucking get into the ring. Um, she was d- doing interesting, you know, interesting new moves and all this other stuff. I just feel like there are plenty of people in wrestling who rest on their laurels. There are plenty of people who show up, phone in yes. two minutes in the ring and take their paycheck. Nikki Bella was never that person. Nope. Nikki Bella always strove to be the best that she could be and to do the best version of the job that was asked of her. I'm not saying there is an unpleasantness we haven't spoken about, about the Bellas blocking other women from getting contracts yes. when they want to come back. That's, again, all been played out on Tote Steve's. Maurice brought it up. We had a conversation about it. I believe everything is fine now. Look, they had one uh, of those fucking, the, 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 you know, oh, God, I wish there was like a name for it where it's like, we're going to go out to wine and we're going to talk about how you fucked me over. Yes, they had a wine chat. They, they had, had, the, they had chat, the wine yeah. chat that you have on all of these reality shows. Uh, and obviously that is bullshit, but it is also uh, indicative of the patriarchal society we are all living yes, in. It's also where... like, it, it's kind of shitty, but like that's also just like unfortunately baked into wrestling. Baked into wrestling where like, there's only so many places for women and this is how you got them and I'm not okaying it and it's not something we should no, ever do again. And yeah. But it is indicative of the time and it, you contextualize it. They did that because they thought that was the only option they had. And you know what, guys? It, was. it may have been. It fucking was. You have, to, you like literally at any time back then, you could have two women on the roster that meant anything. And there's fucking two of them. Yeah. So what are you going to do? And then it was the two of them and AJ and all of their storylines were about who kissed who. And I, what AJ, boys were being kissed. That, that whole storyline did so much damage to the Bellas. We would not be in a position where people are chanting, you suck, Cena, at Nikki. I genuinely believe we would not be in that position if we, they had not literally sent out AJ to literally throw their relationships back in their face at every possible opportunity. You want to you wanna cheat? You want to kiss your way to a title? It's about time somebody breaks it to the Bellas. Talent is not sexually transmitted. I will never forgive that storyline and whoever wrote it. I felt like that did more damage to the Bellas and their reputation amongst wrestling fans than anything else that they ever actually did wrestling wise. I don't think we will ever get past people being like, they were just like sexy girls in terrible cowboy flares in onesies. Those first outfits were terrible. Everyone looked like shit. Everyone looked like shit. If you like women and you like wrestling and you believe in equality, I don't see a version of this where you can think that the Bellas don't deserve this. Absolutely. Um, If you've got any thoughts about what we've talked about, except for the part where we talked about how women are people, um, connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram via the links in our show notes and tell us how you're feeling. Except, of course, if you don't think women are people. Uh, I mean, (laughs) you can send me whatever the fuck you want, but I promise you it's going to be a goddamn mistake. We'll be back after this with some things from the wrestling world that you should know about. That sounded really aggressive. Um, (laughs) It should. Fine. If you don't think women are people, go for it. Go fuck yourself. This is Tights and Go Fuck Yourself. 
Hey everyone, it's I, John Hodgman of the Judge John Hodgman Podcast. And I, Elliot Kalin of the Flophouse Podcast. And we've made a whole new podcast, a 12-episode special miniseries called I, Podius, in which we recap, discuss, and explore the very famous 1976 BBC miniseries about ancient Rome called I, Claudius. We've got incredible guests such as Gillian Jacobs, Paul F. Tompkins, as well as star of I, Claudius, Sir Patrick Stewart, and his son, non-Sir Daniel Stewart. Don't worry, Daniel, get there someday. I, Podius is the name of the show. Every week for MaximumFun.org for only 12 weeks. Get them at MaximumFun.org or wherever you get your podcasts. Tights and Fights, I'm Danielle Radford, and I'm joined today by... Lindsay Kalk. This week, we want to end the show by sharing some of the joy of wrestling with you. This is The Three Count. All right, Lindsay, what do you got to put over? I am putting over the New Japan Cup because Mm. it's coming up, and usually I would wait to put it over until it happened, but instead I'm putting it over now so you can watch it. Because uh, it's on next week. <laughs> Sorry, that was my New Japan Cup song. I like um, it. Yeah, I am very, 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 very excited about the New Japan Cup. Uh, it's full of amazing wrestlers. There's going to be a lot of exceptional matches. Mm. And I recommend that you invest uh, 999 yen, which works out, strangely enough, around 999. 9.99. Um, in watching uh, the tournament starts March 4th. Uh, fill your eyes with these matches. It's just going to be really, 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 really good. Uh, so please go check out the New Japan Cup. Fuck yeah. Julian, what do you got? Okay, so Chris Jericho uh, had Nyla Rose on his podcast, and Chris Jericho makes some dog-dumb decisions with his podcast sometimes, but this was definitely not one of them. Uh, and I, I especially love because like, I feel like Chris Jericho, even though he is a little you know, silly and doesn't ever, didn't ever really think to care about something like the transgender process. He did approach this conversation with an open mind and an open heart. And that's uh, the most, the best clip of it is this part, which is very Y2J. No, I get that. They said you couldn't be a girl and you didn't listen to them. I was like that. I was a kid. Everyone said couldn't be a rock star. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Yes, it's exactly the same. Yes. I, Jared, oh, Oh, Chris. Look, I know um, he's no, being silly, No, he's trying. No, yes, no, because like when trying. I did... We must encar- encourage did, allies when they try. We and and I I have said this. Uh, I don't recommend. I don't know. I, I we were I we were drunk. But when we went on with Team Tiger Awesome, uh, we had been drinking. I think I'm say, safe to say that. Um, and we did Sleepaway Camp, and we did like a commentary track, and it was a lot of wokey Danielle talks to Daddy Chris, and but, but it was he was very <laughs> o- like no he was very yeah. open to it, and like when I would say things and be like oh well, actually we say this and this is why and blah blah blah, you know I'm not trans so I'm just like as as best as I can, but he's very, he seemed very open. Yeah. Um, and his he's Instagram done, post was really, yes. really nice. He's done beautiful work shooting down the trolls. Yeah. Uh, which pretty... I really, he could have just posted it and left it, but he is also out there defending uh, it and saying, go Loudly. listen to it, assholes, yeah. which I really do appreciate. No, someone from that fucking company needed to get yes. that shit together yes. because the way that that has been treated by the, and the fact that it had not been acknowledged before yeah. that, um, I think it was really, all of us were like, fucking finally, someone yeah. from that company needed to acknowledge yeah. Yeah. Conspiracy theory is bad. 100%. Trans allyship, good. Yeah. yeah. So, 
Good job, Chris. Good job. Good job, Chris. <laughs> um, and so for me, I am putting over. So Mia Yim, people are fucking stupid. And every time she talks about how black she is, it becomes this big fucking shit and ass, stupid ass, fucking big ass deal because she is mixed. It always becomes like, well, you don't look black, so you're not black. And you can only be one thing or the other thing. And she's constantly having to tell people like, look, like I am my fucking identity and I am my identity 365 fucking days of the year. I mean, you can kiss every little part of me. So all of the black women on NXT did a photo shoot and you can find it on their uh, respective Instagrams and, and, and whatever. Um, just saying that like, look, our black comes in different shades, different kinds, different personalities, different sizes, but like our black is still our black. And that was just like a really cool thing for black history month. And I'm really glad that they did. Um, So that made me really happy. And you guys can go look that up. That does it for this episode of Tights and Fights. This week, your hosts were Lindsay Kelk along with me. If anyone else has anything they want to talk about, for me, uh, working my fucking ass off on The Great Debate, which is going to be on sci-fi. And I hope that you all enjoy it. I'm not sure what the air date is. I'm sure that it's in the deadline article. But I'm very excited for everybody to see it because I think it's going to be really fun. If you like nerdy, if you like jokes about pop culture and you love like debates, but mostly you just like really funny people talking about the nerdy shit you like, check it out when it comes out. Kelk. I would also like to put that over because it sounds very exciting and I'm very excited for it. And for <laughs> you, my love. And also my books. Please buy them. Buy your books. Yes, they're really good. They're really good. <laughs> they are really good. They're really I've heard good they're books. like actually quite good. Yeah, they're actually so really good. So go for it. Julian, is there anything you want to mention? Julian's eating snacks. Julian would like to mention that like he is eating a snack. excellent uh, protein bar that I'm having right now. No, um... Of course, it's uh, a protein. You guys bug. should totally check out the Tights and Fights dis- Discord, which just launched. Um, what the fuck? Earlier this week, we had a fucking we have Discord. A Discord. Well, I kind of did it quietly, and this is the official announcement. So, should you have uh, join our Facebook me? group? <laughs> why, not, why didn't you tell me though? <laughs> it's in our Facebook group. Join our Facebook group. And then join Facebook our Discord. Group. I was trying to figure out how it worked before I made it public to everybody. So Hi guys, we, we are professionals. Group, we have a group text. <laughs> well, now it's on and popping, so everybody just come by. A lot of people have deleted their Facebook and said that they wanted a way to keep with the community. So yeah. this is your way to do it. So hang out on Discord with us. Yay. Fuck yeah. And senior producer at Maximum Fun is Laura Swisher. Um, and y'all, we're gearing up. We're going to have some really fun things to talk about soon because you know it's getting towards that sweet, sweet Max Fun drive time. Um, so get ready. We'll be announcing some fun things coming up from that soon. Um, Mike Eagle is the voice behind our theme music. We're putting him over for that as well. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook. Facebook? Facebook. Keep up with us all week long on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and now Discord. A puck fucking apparently <laughs> links to i'm so mad i can't talk links to all of those are in our show notes i guess i'll have to go to the show notes to get to my own goddamn discord julian <laughs> if you love what we do remember to hit those five stars on apple Podcasts. share us with all of your friends thank you so much to the max fund members who make the show possible we do have a t-shirt um it's a magical t-shirt it's a magical t-shirt so go get that and again we're gonna have some real fun shit coming up for max fun drive so uh make sure you keep your ears open for that and we will be back next week for more you guessed it wrestling MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture Artist owned Audience supported